Now, again, I don't know who is in charge of things like park reservations and Genie Plus and things like that. Some of that falls, obviously, on the beloved Josh tomorrow because he's the head of the Disney parks. And so we get some of that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, let me just say this. I don't know Chapik personally. I've never met the man. I've not read many articles about him as a person. And he I doesn't return know- my phone calls. Yeah, so. he doesn't return phone calls. He hasn't returned my text yet. We invited him to be on the show <laughs> to, for his first post-CEO interview. No response. So we're going to say his this is your said, invitation, Bob. Yeah, his Come team on. said no comment. We'll just say that. Um, <laughs> and by by not saying anything, they said no comment or even acknowledging me. We invited them anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we proudly present our spectacular show, a podcast magic and imagination full of Disney wonder, news, and pop culture. It's the Main Street. Electrical Podcast with Jen Novotny and David Dollar. Hey, Jen. Hey, Dave. I'm so glad I called you to ask you to return to the podcast. Oh, it was so nice of you. After a week-long absence, you know. (laughs) You know what? It was touch and go there for a minute. Right, right, right. Well, welcome back. As I producer Heather. This is the Main Street Electrical Podcast. I am David. Of course, that is Jen. And, um, you know, Disney unfolds <laughs> so strangely sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes we get on here and we're like, oh, my gosh, guess what? This new thing called Genie Plus is coming. How will it work? We don't know. Other times we get on here and we're like, oh, guess what? This so-and-so is reopening. And then you get a bombshell out of nowhere. On a Sunday night, when you're, when you're fixing uh, supplements for your kid before he goes to sleep, and of course you're doing whatever you're doing, probably getting ready for bed as well, because it's over in Amish country and the lights have been out for hours. But we'll get to that. Jen, how did you Disney this week? <laughs> well, I Disneyed this week. I made um, two purchases for my Disneyland conference mm-hmm. that I have coming up. So, I mean, after the agency retreat, we I am literally leaving Orlando and flying to Anaheim in order to do a different conference. So I had to do some um, purchases because we have some themed nights. I'm very excited, but so I, I did need to get something. I don't know when your travel time is. I don't know when your 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 um. I don't know when your flight is, but you should really figure out a way to hit all four parks, then fly to California and oh run gosh. into one of the two parks. No, I, mean, I would no I would totally possible way. My flight's at, my flight's at like nine a.m. I don't think that's gonna work. Uh, okay, well maybe Animal Kingdom. It usually opens at seven thirty or eight. Get in there for one attraction. At least you get to one park and. See, that's and that's, then I miss my flight. It'll be fine. That would be totally <laughs> my dreams. All six parks in one day, do the four, and then fly backwards in time to California to knock out two parks. And just how cool I mean, would that be? That so. sounds exhausting. I'm not. It lie. does sound exhausting. Sounds I would. Exhausting. I would do it in a heartbeat. So there was a movie that was released on Disney Plus this week. I Disneyed by watching on the 18th as soon as it was released at seven in the morning. I was actually in front of my computer watching Disenchanted with this my is- lovely. Amy Adams, Amy Adams, Amy Adams. That's right. This does not there. surprise me. Oh, great. I was I had it circled on the calendar, and I knew that I would watch it as soon as it was available. I was done with it by 1030. I mean, I had to stop and go here or there, but I was done with it. It's a two-hour and seven-minute movie, a little long. Oh, so, it's kind of long, Disenchanted actually. takes place uh, sometime after, of course, the events with her and Robert. Uh, Giselle and Robert mm-hmm. together. Now they have uh, they have the older the daughter who's now older, and they have a little baby now, um, uh, Sophia. And so, is it Sophia? I think it's Sophia. Sophia the and, first? No, probably. Well, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, there is a, I, I actually texted our agent, Kyla, 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 because there is a Bella and a Sophia in this yes. movie to mm-hmm. which she has two children of the same names. So, you know, 
she's now gone into motherhood and uh, they've moved to a kind of a kind of a more country style house. And so mm-hmm. Robert's having to commute and he's wondering where his life is going. And Giselle's kind of that like my teenage my daughter now, my stepdaughter is being the brat teenager that teens tend to be sometimes. As mm-hmm. you know, I never was, but I know that you were sometimes, you know, back oh, when you were yeah. a teenager. <laughs> And so I'm way sure back when, and so you know, she she wishes for a fairy tale life. Well, of course, in the land of disenchantment, fairy tale life, a fairy tale life is not all that it's cracked up to be. And so things go awry. Now she must save the day to turn things back to where they belong. Uh, Idina Mazel <laughs> is in this a lot more, as is James Marsden. Oh, who is, is okay. James Marsden, um, who is the, the prince, and she, uh, Idina Mazel gets her own gets her own solo. I mean, she gets her own oh, like, power she? ballad, which is cool. That's um, the awesome. movie is. It's very Disney. You kind of know how yeah. it's going to go. You know how this movie's going to end. I mean, I pretty um, much have an idea. But... You know, exactly. But it's a lot of fun. It really is. I know there are people that don't care for it. I, the first one is obviously so much better. It's such a good, good movie. This one, a little oh, cheesy, a little flaky, but I think this one's very pleasant. I think it's very, a lot mm-hmm. of music in this one. I think there are two more songs in this than there was oh, previous. Okay. Um, the music is great. It's fun. Um, even Patrick Dempsey gets into it a little bit, sings a little bit here and there, a lot of dancing going on. Just Okay. I thought it was fun. I really did. Um, but then again, I am very inclined to be an Amy Adams fan. If you turn this into Jessica Chastain, let's say that she was in the first one and in this one, I would still like it probably not as much, but I would still like this movie as well. I just thought it was okay. fun. I thought it was very easy. This is a movie you can put on Disney Plus, leave on TV for kids are in the room with not a worry. Um, there's nothing too, too scary about it. Maya Rudolph is the, is the quasi-villain. Um, I did see that, and I know, love Maya Rudolph. She's like, great in this, very comical, great. so it's nothing creepy or evil. The little chipmunk Pip is back. Um, oh, Alan Tudyk now it. voices a scroll in this. I mean, Enchanted oh, Scroll, which is kind of fun. So it's okay, it's a fun cool. movie. It's on Disney+. Yeah, Plus very fun. This is one that I'm I'm kind of glad they didn't put in the theaters. I don't know how well he would have done in theaters. I but, mean, probably uh, not great. Yeah, but... it's, it's good. It's good. I yeah. would say anybody hesitating to, I don't want to know if I want to see the sequel to Enchanted. I love Enchanted so much. Do I want go watch it put it on and watch it okay. and uh you know it it is a little slow to begin with as the story gets going but once they jump back into andalusia i think it's quite entertaining so andalusia or andalusia Andal- andalusia and no andalusia andalusia is it andalusia okay in south alabama is where my mother lives andalusia, oh, that's alabama. What... okay that's andalusia what... <laughs> is the fictitious cartoon ca- uh, cartoon kingdom in disney's enchanted universe i knew i've actually heard the term andalusia before yes andalusia alabama uh so down south thing. not really close to anything i'll be honest with you um oh my so it's down south so so really of course the big news that broke over the weekend that just shocked everybody uh and i think this is really no surprise to most people we just didn't know when it was coming is that there are no more tickets left for the christmas party they're all sold out completely all i mean obviously that was the um, thing that shocked me the most really right, right. so we're gonna have probably a 20 to 30 minute discussion on that yeah. fact the fact there are no most more likely. tickets so what do you do mm-hmm. and we want to go through every single date and what do you do on those dates if you don't have a ticket very specifically so, let's start with the first date <laughs> if anybody believed that they were like oh my gosh i'm starting right. this off well actually i made that joke on facebook and somebody reached out to me and they were like are you, are you serious? All the tickets are gone? I was like, all oh, the tickets are in fact gone. But and, actually, uh, all the tickets are, I mean, that, all the tickets are in fact gone. They've all been sold thing. out. <laughs> They've all been sold yeah. out. <laughs> so I am literally in my kitchen. This is what, nine o'clock at night, 8 30, mm-hmm. nine o'clock, something like that. And I'm working on fixing a little bit of juice for my kid. He's about to go to bed. You know, it's, we don't have school on Monday yeah. because he's out for the whole week. Mm-hmm. I remember kids are soft these days. I remember back when we had to go to like Wednesday, like mid afternoon, and then got home for Thanksgiving. Now the kids are like off all day, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It's crazy. Back in my day, we like barely got half a day off. Right? Right? I mean, I'm surprised we didn't have to go on Thanksgiving back in my day. But, I mean, literally. Um, anyway, so 
Uh, so I get this text from a friend of mine. He was like, did you see this news? And I looked at it, and it said, uh-uh. Chapek out, Iger resuming CEO mm-hmm. position at Disney. And, of course, I immediately went to our chat, mine and yours, and we share it with a couple other people. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, gosh, this is happening. Holy crap. And, of course, verification, because we don't know where this is coming from. Well, we, exactly. Yeah. And simultaneously, like, you had sent that message, right. which I'm in. I missed a call from um, one of my cast member friends uh, mm-hmm. who happens to, you know, be right. a, be a co-hostess on a different podcast. Right. But anyway, she had, she, I missed a call and mm-hmm. I got a message, girl, oh my gosh. I was like, sorry, I missed you. What? So she, like, I'm seeing your message. She's calling me. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's, it, that was the question people initially were like, is this legitimate? Yeah. Is this real? And of course, it was, I a, it actually, was an email from the Walt Disney travel company. What's crazy her, is I was holding my was. phone and I actually heard my phone scream as Heather uh, quasi producer Heather was yelling from Pennsylvania. I heard it through my phone. I, like I, I didn't call her. It was just a message. I picked it up and I was like, "Phone would vibrate." Probably heard it in Orlando. Honestly, I did. I, did. I got <laughs> I got messages. I got texts. Like I'm sure you did as well. People are asking, "Did you hear? Did you see what's going on?" Blah blah blah. Um, I had a cast member, family member, who called me, and the first thing she said to me was, mm-hmm. "Oh my gosh, did you hear? We are going crazy down here." And she's yeah. actually at she's actually at the parks on a break in her job working mm-hmm. with some other cast members and they're all in the background and they're all like, oh my gosh, talking, chattering. The chatter is lively. Um, as a result, Bob yeah. Chapik was asked to step down. Uh, yes. He did not resign. He was asked to step down, uh, fired with it without cause, which is part of the contract that happens sometimes in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. Immediately, which Bob, we did not know. No, we did I would not know say we did not know yeah. this at the time. Like, and this I am very glad that. that we chose not to do any kind of reactionary podcast. I know a lot of podcasts yeah. did that, and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong but with that. It's Just, kind of given us a chance yeah. to kind of disseminate some of the news, kind of figure out what mm-hmm. happened here and there. Um, and the story is very intriguing. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But of course, Robert Iger, who basically was in charge of Walt Disney for about yeah. 15, 16 years, uh, stepped in. Uh, he's stepping back for another two-year term. He signed a contract through the end of December 2023, uh, 2024, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so for a base salary of only a million dollars with a lot of bonuses thrown in. So he's going to okay. be able to make a lot in bonuses, but he doesn't really need the money. Yeah. Um, so uh, what I thought would be good is to, first of all, I, I want to kind of set this up. I want to kind of set up what happened, where we, how we got to where yeah. we are. And then okay. real quick, I think it would be good, Jen, for you to kind of give us an idea of where you think we're going. Okay. Um, in terms yeah. of the company. So, so kind of set the scene um, and you can hop in here. What, what the, the facts sure. that you know as well, if I miss anything, but Bob Iger, of course, stepped over, stepped in for Michael Eisner. You see my back yes. here, Eisner, mm-hmm. and, which I consider Eisner the goat. I do. I, I Eisner is one of my, you're idols. a big Eisner fan. I'm a big Eisner guy. I People... very well admit towards the end of his career, power mm-hmm. hungry, did not do a good job at the end of his, his reign. Probably should Which, as I earlier, recall, but... is why he was basically no longer CEO. Yes, yes. He was outed. He was basically ousted because he uh, tried to get Roy O. Disney, mm-hmm. the nephew of Roy Disney, fired yeah. uh, to leave the board. And Which, there was a big yeah. kerfuffle there. And Roy Disney was like, yeah, see, that's not going to happen. And Roy <laughs> Disney led a, an actual coup at a stockholders mm-hmm. meeting, humiliating him. Um, of no yeah. com- a vote of no confidence right there. And so he, it was the whole thing. And that's a whole other podcast. But- that's, yeah. Which people are very divided on right. the whole Eisner, yeah. but I'm the, a big the, Eisner, the Eisner era, in, era in his glory so. days. He was, I mean, he yeah. made some big mistakes. Disneyland Paris was a big mm-hmm. mistake when it first happened. Um, oh, yeah. but a lot of things he did, I think were great. Iger comes in. Iger is very creative minded. He's very like, how do we grow this company? How do we get this company mm-hmm. more creative? Um, at the time, Steve jobs had said, we're never Pixar. We're not owned by Disney at the right. time. Cause 
all the right. to, all the Toy Story, Bugs Life, whatever that was mm-hmm. released with Disney, not as a Disney product, not as a Disney product. Correct. Um, Steve Jobs had said, "I'm never working with Disney again as long as Eisner is in charge." So Eisner mm-hmm. has stepped down. Iger comes in, Bob Iger, who actually headed ABC Studios in the 90s, had a lot of experience, married to Willow Bay, who is one of the correspondents from NBC News, I think. Was it NBC mm, News, I believe, for a while? Sure. Uh, maybe ABC, <laughs> but she was she was one of the one of the anchors. Yeah. She, she's had a long, she's a long journalistic career. So Iger steps in. Iger immediately repairs the the divide between Steve Jobs, Pixar, and Disney. Basically, Disney buys Pixar in 2005, right. 6, 7, something like that. Uh, Iger also steers the and engineers the purchase of Marvel. Um, mm-hmm. the purchase of Star Wars and all Lucasfilm properties, including Indiana Jones, including yeah. Willow and all of that, because people forget Indy Jones is owned by Disney too, um, and yeah. all of those things. He also was kind of the driving force behind getting Fox over to Disney, all the Fox I was going to say, yeah, such, he did Fox too. A lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, he oversaw and kind of, hel- well, I don't want to say headed up, he kind of led the charge to get um, Pandora in the parks. The new Fantasyland, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of it was him. Now, that's not all him, obviously, that is, but that is that's his other, yeah. brain to say, you know what, creatively, we're going to make some of this happen. And mm-hmm. a lot of success under Iger. Um, he did a lot of really great things for the did. parks and, he really and the did. company. He really did. Uh, and of course, there are, you know, he has his faults too. There are things that he didn't do right, as as anybody as anybody will. Uh, will oh, there's attest. no CEO um, that's going to be no. perfect. But I feel like overall, people were like, "Yeah, fine." I don't. There yeah. weren't a lot of like Iger haters, basically. Right. That I um, recall, at least that I recall. wrote a book called "Right of a Lifetime," which is fantastic, mm-hmm. by the way. And one of the things he really kind of opens up it with is when the little boy died from the crocodile attack. At Grand Floridian, <gasps> he talked about that awful. in depth and just how he got he had word of that. He was not even in the country, and just how it just devastated awful. him because he's like, "How how does this happen? How does this watch? happen?" And just it's awful. A great yeah. book, great audio. He reads the audio. It's about eight hours, or about you know, four and a half if you do it, you know, like multiple speed yeah. like I do. Um, so that's Bob Iger. Bob Iger is very big on legacy. His legacy is something very very important to him. Mm-hmm. He wants to leave a legacy, so he handpicked. Bob Chapik to take over for CEO when Iger stepped down in 2019, mm-hmm. 2020. It's when he was looking to step down. It was, 2020, 2020 was the official yes. installation, yes. but we knew about it yeah. in 2019. Now, Chapik was a guy who'd been with Disney a long time. He mm-hmm. was one of the ones, I believe, that helped spearhead the whole vault idea with the movies and stuff. Like yeah. The movies go into the vault for mm-hmm. seven or eight years. They come out. They're sold for a year and back into the vault. Kind of spearheaded that. Uh, he was in charge of, was it Disney Cruise Line, I think? Disney, I think, I think... Back in the day, though. back in the day. I mean, like, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, it's not yeah. wasn't it wasn't like five years ago. I mean, this is he's been through the company through the ranks. So he had he's done a lot of things. Yeah. Him. Well, immediately, uh, from all reports, there was automatic conflict between Chapik and and, and Iger. Mm-hmm. However, right after Chapik took over, um, I don't know if you remember the first week. The I border, do. The boardwalk caught fire. Jungle Cruise boat because sank. It was sank. Um, there was one other thing things. too. Was um, there a Skyliner thing? Skyliner had an accident. I made a and meme before COVID. I made a before meme before COVID. Of, like I have this great meme that I made where yeah. it was it was uh, uh the, the Weasley twins flying away from Umbridge, and it's like there's like fire and everything going on behind it. And it's like Iger leaving, and all these things are happening with Chapik all behind you, you know, with Chapik coming in. And so, and of course, COVID hit. <laughs> COVID shut right. everything down into March of 2020. So Iger yeah. stepped back in to kind of co-lead, to kind of help navigate through the storm, uh, which yeah. they both, to Chapik's credit, I think they did a both great job leading with Disney, not laying off all the cast members. I mean, giving cast members mm-hmm. their pay for a long time. And again, they're not perfect, but I, mm-hmm. I think they did a fairly good job through that. Now, of course, park started opening back up. Iger stepped sure. back. Chapik takes sure. over. Immediately, Chapik 
his mind is not in creative. His mind is no. uh his mind is in data. His mind is in finance. His mind is, how finances. much more money can we make? He's a he numbers guy, basically. He immediately restructures everything. And Iger actually yeah. notably cautioned him to say, Hey, don't mm -hmm. lose your creative. Do not let go of your creative people. And Iger famously said, Well, now we're a data-driven company. We're not a creative-driven <sighs> company, which is a problem because creatives started leaving. Uh, we lost yep. Imagineers. We lost a lot of people who great Imagineers, great Imagineers. A lot of a lot of people who who did a lot of the things at the parks. They started leaving. Mm -hmm. um, now again, I don't know who is in charge of things like park reservations and Genie Plus and things like that. Some of that falls obviously on the beloved Josh Tomorrow because he's the head of the Disney parks, and so we get some of that. Mm -hmm. You know, and and, I, and let me just say this: I don't know Chapek personally. I've never met the man. I've not read many articles about him as a person. And he I doesn't return my phone calls. Yeah, so. he doesn't return phone calls. He hasn't returned my text yet. We invited him to be on the show <laughs> to, for his first post-CEO interview. No response. So we're going to say his this is your said, invitation, Bob. Yeah, his Come team on. said no comment. We'll just say that. Um, and by, <laughs> by not saying anything, they said no comment or even acknowledging we, we invited them. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we don't we don't know. Chapek's character, so I'm not going to be like he sucks as a guy. I have no idea. I don't know the guy. He might he be, might be a great guy. I'm sure he's a know. great father. I'm sure he's a great husband. I'm sure all of know. that. Uh, as a leader, I think he was not doing as well. He restructured the company. I he just think it wasn't the right fit. It wasn't the right fit, and it wasn't the right this ideal. company, right. and maybe in a different company, right? Probably a very good fit, right? Or right another division or of a different company. Right, right. Or, you know, leading up with some of the other things. Well, immediately he restructured and he wanted to take emphasis off the creatives at the parks and things like that. And he immediately put it onto streaming. Disney mm -hmm. Plus, which was going maybe a year at this point. Um, you know, they wanted to put it mm -hmm. on uh, the Hulu and ESP and all that. So he, yeah. in, also instead of tapping the people who had been running that effectively for the most part to put them in charge. He brought in a gentleman named Kareem Daniel, uh, who was kind of an up and comer, kind of a protege, yeah. but did not have a lot of experience in this area, tapped right. him to be in charge. Over the course of a couple of years, Disney Plus, even though it's got like 100 million subscribers or whatever, is billions of dollars in debt right now. Yeah. Uh, now, I can't tell you if that's mismanagement or just the streaming platforms itself because Netflix, Hulu, mm -hmm. Prime, I, all of those are, are struggling right now with a whole mm -hmm. lot of factors. It's, uh, again, oh, yeah. Different, po different podcasts. Absolutely. Right? That's a different podcast. There yeah. is a glaring issue there. Also, yeah. you know, 2021 rolls around, the parks are reopened and everything. Everything's kind of back to normal. Well, not back yeah. to normal, but getting back to normal. 2022 rolls around and Disney is losing money. Um, now, what I've said before is that stockholders, they don't care about your park experience. They don't care about the magic. No. They don't care about Tinkerbell no. flying from the castle. They don't care whether supercalifragilistic uh, mm -hmm. breakfast is open. They care about whether they're going to make money or not. And up until this year, they were doing okay. So they were like, okay, we'll give you another contract this summer. Bob mm -hmm. uh, Bob Chapek was given another contract for another three years. And we were like, mm -hmm. really? Mm -hmm. Well, of course, November 8th rolled around to a disastrous stockholders meeting it mm. was D disney lost a ton of money now maybe they made so profits bad. but overall things were bad things were really really bad stocks were down uh quarterlies were down i mean like investors were not happy. stocks were yeah. lower than i've seen yeah. in yeah. now yeah because if you have stock if you bought stock at disney i think in 2014 you would still you'd be underwater right now you'd be losing money which is crazy um, which like is crazy. that's yeah. yeah yeah for a company as big as disney is and all the mm -hmm. acquisitions they've taken and what they've done um right. so cut back to last summer bob Iger, who who is again very very filled with legacy he wants he he's mm. not really happy with the fact that chapik has has kind of done some things with the company he didn't agree with and yeah Iger's also taken it personally because he handpicked chapik to take over and so he did on him 
So he, he is beginning to complain behind the scenes about about Chapik. Um, now the whole thing, the whole kerfuffle, and again, not going to get into it. But the whole kerfuffle against with Florida government, Ron DeSantis, and the and and the party there with Florida and Disney over the summer mm -hmm. over some legislation things like that. That all happened. Iger, and this is all actually from a New York Times article and a few other articles of good yeah. sources that I've mm -hmm. read. Um, Iger was very un unhappy that Chapik did not call him for advice. He tried to contact Chapik. Mm -hmm. There was no advice. There was no like, hey, man, you've gone through this kind of thing before. How can we work this together? Can you help me give some advice? Chapik shut him out because he didn't like the fact that, you know, Iger was trying to step over. Iger, uh, he heard Iger was, was bad-mouthing him, for mm -hmm. lack of a better word. And so Chapik shut him out. So right. there's a whole, like, division there. So along the way, the board was also starting to get unhappy. Yeah, the investors meeting of the eighth was the straw that broke the camel's back. So basically, what mm -hmm. happened at twenty five years ago, twenty years ago with Eisner was started happening here, where you had some members yeah. of the board, the CFO, people like that, that are starting to mm -hmm. ask cast members to say, "Hey, uh, not cast members, but board members, hey, can we mm -hmm. get rid of this guy?" And uh, it was actually said that uh, by I believe it was Christine McCarthy, who is the uh, CFO, who said, "You know, there's there's a problem. I mean, he's losing he's losing the company." Um, so last right. Friday, last Friday, and today's the 22nd, so 21st, 29th, like the 18th, mm -hmm. uh, 3 p.m., um, Susan McCarthy, who is the uh, who's the board director, called Iger at 3 p.m. and said, hey, could you come back? And they had a discussion. They worked it out over the course of a couple of days. And this happened like 48 hours. In 48 hours, it was agreed he was coming back. Apparently, Chapik found out basically right before the announcement. Um, and unlike what well, i heard and i've heard several cast mm -hmm. members say this uh and agree with this unlike what happened with the furloughs and the layoffs yeah. well, a lot of cast members found out things through twitter and through news literally mm -hmm. and the website like, like emailed the entire cast yeah. of disney world from his own personal email basically saying i've humbly decided to re to accept the position offered me i'm i'm stepping back in as whatever directly to their email now, i'm knowing it was going to get out obviously but he wasn't making a big press release or anything like that he was mm -hmm. emailing the cast members directly and I cannot tell you how many cast members I've seen that I'm like, that email was amazing because that's no, the personal that's touch. That's what I've needed. heard from cast members. You want too. that, that personal mm -hmm. touch. You know, yeah. um, so that's what's happened. Chapik has stepped, stepped down. Now, before you feel too bad for Chapik and kind of the, some of the bad mouthing that's gotten, he's going to walk away with 20, about 20, $25 million. Um, and he will no longer have to deal with Disney adults. So there is some merit to that. <laughs> I mean, like he's going to, he's probably, I know people are like kind of blasting him right now, but right. if he can kind of stay off social media and yep. just be comforted with his yep. 25 mil, I mean, yep. he might be I, think okay. he'll, I think he'll be okay. And he's, He's not a bad businessman mm -hmm. in the right fit because he worked for Disney for a long time. And there no, was a literally. he was promoted to CFO. And, th um, and that's that's what I said. Like, I think he's actually a very good fit for a company. I yep. mean, he's he's a great businessman when you think of certain aspects of it. I mean, if you want to profit, if you want to turn bigger profits, I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. So wasn't that's kind of Disney. how we got to where we are right now. Iger is now back yeah. in charge. Uh, mm -hmm. again, agreeing to take the position on Friday. It was Friday effective immediately. Effective immediately. Uh, this wasn't so. like a two-week transition or at the end of the year, Iger is going to step back I in. I mean, yeah, this, this was, was Sunday night like, that it like came Monday, out. Like Iger Monday walked in was... and like, I'm here, baby. I mean, <laughs> Chapik's got a box of walking out. You know, and that's, I mean, from what I understand, again, from the, the, the parks, I think we had a few uh, few of our agents down in the parks. Um, Emily Ryan, who, who who's the the owner of Bluebird mm. Gifting Company, which we'll get to in a few minutes, by the way. Yes, we will. She is also down there a lot. And she said the cast members were just, the morale is like lifted. It's just, yes. it's just great. So yep. this is how I liken it to, um, I, I kind of liken it to the WWE. 
and this is going to be foreign to Jim when I say this, but this will make sense. WWE rents so long. I used to watch WWE. So long by Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon owned WWE, and he ran Mm -hmm. WWE. But towards the end of the year, the last couple of years, they had some really stupid decisions. Some things didn't go right and just whatever. Yeah. So it was finally decided he needed to step aside, and he was kind of forced aside for a number of factors. His Mm -hmm. son-in-law, his daughter Stephanie McMahon, his son-in-law, Triple H, Paul Levesque. I remember Triple H. Triple H H is now basically running WWE, and he is basically revamping and restructuring everything he's brought like a lot of the older guys that were or a lot of the, the superstars that were fired mm-hmm. or let go under under vince are coming back um there's a whole new energy the morale has lifted i've, I've read some of the reports and some of the releases mm-hmm. and some of the articles about wwe like morale is high across the board mm-hmm. and now you can see it you watch the shows and it's like the storytelling is better things are just better yeah um this is what's happening i think at disney uh the morale was low for, mm-hmm. for a number of factors but chapik that's the that's the boss. He's the guy in charge. Right. Um, saying and he was like, not about storytelling. Honestly, no, he was not. He was. He about, was not he was about, about financials. He was about the money. And I mean, the secret is this: Disney is a company, and they are about making money, but they're also about telling stories along the way. And that's and they've always before found this nice balance. Yes, I feel like where it's like, yeah, they're a business. Yep. Okay, like they're they're not in the business of like you know just doing stuff for free. However, they walked that line. Yep. And they stopped walking the line, and they got into a ditch on one side. And I yes. am just hopeful. That now we're going to go back and find that line again. <laughs> yes. Now, and again, this is according to the New York Times articles, which, by the way, I don't trust everything they write on a lot of subjects, but I do trust this based on the reporting that's done. Um, the company in a statement said that Iger returned with a mandate to develop a successor to lead the company at the completion of his term. So there is which I can totally see whether he will stay, but he will be 73 when he is done with this part of the contract. Um, okay. I, I kind of think he wasn't ready to retire. I don't know how long he'll stay past the two years. I can't imagine he would stay. I mean, I can't imagine mm-hmm. I'll stay another 10 years, 10, 15 years because it's just no, too but I could see him like, like transitioning to like a consulting role, like right. as he develops a new CEO, if, if, if indeed that's what his mandate is you right. know i could see right, that right, happening right. so disney has a lot of challenges ahead of first of all they've got to get the parks turned around because uh, and yes. i've said it before and i'll say it a thousand times universal has a new theme park coming in two years um that is going to smack disney in the face uh if they're not careful i honestly think Iger is going to meet that head on i really do i saw i think Iger's somebody, the right man to meet it head on yeah somebody tweeted and it was like Iger should open tron this week just to show his dominance which <laughs> i saw know, that <laughs> which is also funny that that Iger began the construction of Tron, and now he's going to end the construction of Tron. Construction of Tron outlasted Bob Chapek. And the other thing, oh. Scott Gustin, if you're not following Scott Gustin on Twitter, yeah. please do so. He posted a little mm-hmm. thing that showed so Chapek's tenure from this date to this date, 999 days. And it was like, I guess there's not room oh, for one great. more. I guess there's not room for one more. That was great. <laughs> I was like, that's perfect. So, Jen, let's talk just real quick. Um, uh, on this Thanksgiving episode, Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. we were thankful that Iger's back. Um, so, First of all, where do we th- how do, are we happy about this? I'm assuming yes, but are we happy? Yeah, I mean, and and granted, listen, I watched a whole thread on Twitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. People who weren't happy, you know, yeah. there are. I guess, I mean, I did not know a lot of them, but Chapik had his fan, his fans, you know. Yeah. Yep. But you know, personally, from a perspective of having been in this Disney world, so mm-hmm. to speak, like in the in the broad sense, um, tail end of Eisner, but you know. Yeah like being basically a fan at that point. But then right. like when, right, you know, right. doing the travel thing, I, I think, I, I think that this is a good move at this juncture. And then for mm-hmm. the future, I think there are a couple of people that we could say could be in the queue right. for Iger to develop. 
you know, I, I know that, um, and by the way, I, I do need to throw out that um, quasi producer Heather is over the moon. Yes. She would like that known yep. right now. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And I do think, you know, and will Josh be the next month? Well, we don't know. Maybe he's not the right man for, you know, for succession, but there are a few great people that could be developed into the next CEO, I think. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think uh, Dana Walden, who is the chairman of Disney yep. Entertainment Content, mm-hmm. uh, she's the name that's been mentioned. Another name is, and, and I don't expect everybody to remember these names, but they might pop up again and you might they go, might. oh yeah, mm-hmm. we were told about that. Alan Bergman, who's the chairman, yeah. chairman of Disney Studios Content, and of course, Josh Tomorrow. Josh Tomorrow, um, right. A source close to, the, close to the whole thing, take it for what it's mm-hmm. worth, has said one of the reasons that Dana or Josh were not chosen for this succession is they weren't ready. They right. were not ready for this position. And I think this is not a position you put somebody in who doesn't know what they're nope. doing. Because, you, this again, is not one where you can it. learn on the job. Right. You have to have a certain right. skill set, right. a very particular set of skills, right. Liam Neeson. Um, yep. <laughs> you know. And I think the reason, one of the reasons I, Iger is obviously back is because, and he has been quoted as saying that Disney lost its soul. Disney is losing its right. soul. And he just felt like Chapik was not the right guy for the job. And again, yeah. Iger's legacy. He wants to come in. And so he retires the second time or the third time or however many times he's retired yeah. um, that he knows he's left the company in good hands because he does not – he doesn't want this to be a stain on his legacy. He doesn't want people to go, right. Iger did this, mm-hmm. this. It was awesome. Of course, and he's I think also he the does guy that brought Chapik. You know, but I think he does love the company. And I think and he, he is a creative. That's the he whole is a- thing. So that's, that's the key. difference. You have um, to have a business-minded creative. You know, and, and I think you're right. I, I think that – with 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 the company itself with Chapik, mm-hmm. um, it's not as if he wasn't capable of doing the job. I think his his focus was on everything that was not important. That was I don't not say it wasn't important, correct. but his fo- he lost focus. And when things started going down, he didn't look the at reason the, they were you know, successful. Right. Like that's what makes you successful, and that's what you have to look at. Mm-hmm. If you're successful because of your creativity right. and because of your storytelling, you can't put that by the wayside to make a right. buck because right. you're gonna stop being successful if you stop that. Right. And that's well, I think what I think, I think I and this is this is rumor. So I and I, but I've read this in a couple of articles with quote unquote sources close to the situation was that when Star Cruiser are open mm-hmm. and it did not open to the fanfare they're hoping. Of course, everything was full for a month or two or three, and then things sure. started opening up, whatever. That shape kind of scapegoated that off on some people, and those people yeah. appreciated. And there was a rumor going around that he was kind of looking to scapegoat the poor quarterly. Oh, I read this to somebody else, including Susan Arnold and the board. And including and, the board. And Susan Arnold was like, nope. You're not, I'm not taking the blame for this at all. And yeah. again, it was a quiet coup. Again, unlike Eisner, it wasn't yeah. done at a shareholders meeting. It was done behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but, that's but to kind- me, that's that's also a bit of a leadership thing yep. too, like that, that bothers yep. me as a person because if you are, you know, just like I own an agency, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, even if it's not my mistake, even if there was really nothing I could do, you know, at, at some level, I, I have to have some ownership of it yep. because- yep. Because I'm the one in charge. Well, so, and you also have to figure out how to fix it as well and what correct. to put your focus on and what not to. Oh, mm-hmm. You know what? This over here is working fine. Let me figure out why my why, like, why isn't this working? working? Why mm-hmm. is the, why is everybody so unhappy? And right let's now with take this? let's take advice from people mm-hmm. who have been there who have done it successfully. Yes. You can't shut out expertise. So maybe maybe he felt threatened by Iger or whatever his ego maybe was too right. big to like deal with that, but. What better person to talk to? I mean, hello, you have two living CEOs who both did great things for the company. (laughs) Like, I was just imagining what would happen if it had been announced that that Iger was coming back and Eisner was going to be an advisory role. 
the, the internet already broke out. down. I mean, I would pass out. I'd be like, oh, I would, I would have pulled a Heather and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared. Just, I would go, I would have gone nuts. It would have been, it would have been insane. As it was, this Twitter was just blowing it was up. It was, it was, it was on fire. Like my phone was smoking because all the, all the chats and all. Everybody's like, oh my gosh. This and it's, it's. I don't think it's, I don't think it's too small of a thing to say this is Disney history. We are watching Disney history unfold in front of us. Well, just um, like Eisner's yeah, was Disney history, exactly. I feel like it's the same thing. Exactly. We're watching it unfold, and now in a digital media age, versus yeah. this isn't just we are, you know, allowing somebody to kind of secede and mm -hmm. come in. Now Iger's last day, Champions coming in. Of course, we watched the whole the whole pandemic happen. This yeah. whole weekend has been like a historical moment in the turn of Disney because <sighs> now. Iger's got to figure out how to fix things, where to put the concentration on. And I think it's a relief, um, honestly, yep, for a too. lot of us, because listen, Disney's had turns before. It's not yep. the first time in its history yep. that there have been things not going great. I yep. mean, shoot, when Walt was alive, when Walt was CEO, or did he even call himself CEO? I don't even know if he well, did call I, himself let me go ahead CEO. And put this out here for uh, first of all, yeah. ticket prices are not going to go down. Disney's no, not going to be. Iger's not going to be like, guess what, guys? Correct. Tickets are hundred bucks now. No, tickets prices are not nope, going sorry. down. Sorry, not going to happen. Um, I would imagine Genie Plus is going to stick around for the long term. Oh, um, I think that's going to be I because think, they're going to have to have something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I think honestly, there is a recession mm -hmm. coming. Um, and I believe that's going to be the free dining. It's going to be free genie. That's my opinion. That's my prediction. Is that y'all? That is not free. a rumor. We are that's not throwing starting rumors. I'm that's just a prediction. It. That's just as soon as genie came out last year, I was like, that's you said be that. Free you did say that the, last uh, year. Of the future. Um, and I could see. Listen, yeah. I could see that happening. Who yeah. knows? I don't know that the dining plan will come back. It may or may not. I had five people text me immediately and say, "Now that the new guy's in charge, is dining plan coming back?" And I'm like. Yes, right after I had two back, client emails. He brings back the great movie ride and the Malaboomer and Splash Mountain. Uh, it's all coming back. Uh, which, by the way, Splash Mountain is not coming back because no. Iger is notoriously strong against Song of the South and all things related to it. So this cannot happen soon enough for Bob Iger. No, in fact, if anything, it. it's probably yeah. going to get fast tracked. Yep. I would think, I think the the changeover. I think that's the other thing too. Is that I think some things in the works will get fast tracked. I think Heather I made a good point that I think that Epcot will get fast tracked to get done. Tron will get opened. <sighs> Thank on time. God, because it's. Been under construction um, for like 12 you know, years yeah it really, has, it really has been because we've got to get that done uh heading into next year i think tron will get will get done on i time. think tron is gonna um yep. i think the blue sky stuff that we announced in d23 with the whole possible villains park was i think they're gonna start to like i, I don't know that they're doing that specifically but i think they will start laying concrete plans mm -hmm. for okay. some of those kind of things i think destination yes. d next august is going to be on fire it's going to be lit because uh, i go will be coming out going here's what we're doing folks okay. you know it's just one of those one of those crazy things so um, so we're excited. We're very yeah. happy. Uh, I am, I will say this. I am cautiously optimistic. I'm very optimistic with a little bit of caution because, you know, I, I don't because want always yeah, you exactly, have to be exactly. I don't think anybody should expect, you know, about like December 3rd, suddenly all oh, these gosh, brand new no. No, I think there has to be, it didn't happen overnight. It doesn't progress overnight right, right. <laughs> but i'm hoping that we will start hearing some some news some notifications some plans mm -hmm. some disney now saying that you know by spring we will have this or we will have that or you know maybe and once Jeannie it won't... gets in motion it's going to yes. be like i think it's gonna be like a freight train yep yep i think not so. not the walt disney world train because it's it's still so. it's still shut down and Iger's right restructuring now. right now like he is restructuring and i mentioned kareem daniel earlier i mentioned had yes you Bob, mentioned that uh Chapin brought him in kareem daniel's been let go mm -hmm. um i think go. other executives will also be let go i think i saw that at somebody else i i don't remember who though mm -hmm. so i know that there were a couple of other positions that have switched yep. so um there is there are threads out there that talking about josh tomorrow whether he's in danger or not i think i don't think that could happen right so. now because i think that would be a pr nightmare i think Iger. Has a lot of goodwill right now, and I think letting tomorrow go would be 
would be a hit on that. But I um, think Demaro's got a lot of good things to offer. I think so personally. too. I think so too. I really think he's uh, got a lot of good things. And I mean, listen, again, it's not like Iger has never put out a dud. I mean, no, I know Genie no. isn't working the way we all would like, but I think there's potential for it. Right. I think with some revamping and maybe now that the pressure, mm-hmm. because part of me, you know, leadership comes from the top, right? Yep. If there's a lot of pressure on the dollars, the dollars, the dollars, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? You know, so now if the focus goes differently, I think things could, I don't know. I just think it could be positive. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. So one final thing um, before we end the show here, uh, last week we did a Pixar top 20, which was so exciting and everything. And you gave your 20 and I gave my 19 <laughs> somehow, some way I'm listening to the show. I'm, I'm editing. I'm kind of taking out the, the, the pauses and whatever, you know, and I'm like, where did my number one go? And I went back and listened to it again and I listened to it for a third time. And I was like, Jen gave her number one. And I just completely skipped over it and was like, well, that's I, our countdown. Completely you know what? Literally, when it. you said that in my head, I'm like, oh, did he give his? Oh, that's right. He gave his number one first and then gave it to me. Literally in my head, that's right. what happened. And I should have yeah. just said, did you give your number yeah. one? But I was like, no, Dave's got this. So <laughs> in the longest countdown in Main Street Electrical Podcast history, <laughs> number one, my favorite Pixar movie is, and if you did the math on this, you can figure it out. But my favorite Pixar movie is The Incredibles. Oh, uh, I love yay. The Incredibles. I've always loved The Incredibles. It's one of my top 30 favorite films of all time. Um, the 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 beauty of the Incredibles. It's timeless. It's set in an era where you it could be 1985, it could be 1955, it could be 2000. Yeah, it's timeless. You have no idea. Also, it did one of those things where, and they don't do this much anymore, but they did this back in the day, where when they released the one Pixar film, they would show a trailer for the next year's Pixar film. Yes. But it would only be like yes. a minute trailer. And if you remember this, Jen, this was the trailer where all you saw was was Bob Parr trying on his outfit and he couldn't get his he couldn't get his his pants on and so he's all around the room he's in a he's in his like rolling, chair and he's rolling around the room and like yes. you hear in the background honey come up for dinner i'm coming and he's trying to get like his suit back on and he can't he's like rolling all over the office things are going crazy because he can't get can't get the suit back on and it's like the incredibles coming next june they used to do that every year you get they a did. one minute teaser and it was so good because like they did that for Wally. You had you had no idea yeah. what the movie was about, but you knew you wanted to see it. You're like, oh, this um, looks so cool. You remember? Well, this is a Pixar, but they also did this for Frozen too. You remember there was a Sven yes, and Olaf thing where they were on the ice uh, running around. Sven? Yes, yep. yes, Sven I remember and Olaf. This and it was like mm-hmm. this was 2012, and it was like or, or yep. 20 because what 2013 12, was Frozen came out. 23rd. So this is like 2012, and it was like Frozen 2013 or something, and it was just. I, I there was a, with the carrot too. It was with yes. it was with, yes. It was with the I remember that them. there was a couple, and of I was them. like, "What is this?" Uh, <laughs> and I miss those. I don't know if you can do, even do this anymore. Not with, uh, with with social media and and the way it is, but I miss those. So anyway, my number one, The Incredibles, great movie. And now that countdown can be put to bed. So Jen, <laughs> it is Thanksgiving week, and yes. um, very thankful. First of all, first of all, I'm thankful for you. Thank you for doing this oh. podcast with me. And I have to say thanks, by the way, guys. For those of you who don't know Jen, mm-hmm. she is one of the most beautiful wonderful people you will ever meet she is just fantastic Aww. she's great to work with work for and a great podcast co-host she also does disney uh divas dish Diz. i can never get the words right divas dish Diz <laughs> with her friend um uh, christine who christine? does the podcast with her they have released an episode a couple every couple of weeks every couple of years you know and so do you have any anything else coming in the pipeline or have you guys recorded again or uh, yeah just- so we do have um a 197 podcast- just came out right or 198 uh yes we have 197 that just came out okay. um we are recording 198 this week perfect um and then we are we're determined to get to 200 before the end of the year we <laughs> she went on a right. cruise so that like disrupted our schedule but it's fine right. so um yes we are going to be recording again mm-hmm. 
And yeah, so just, you know, lots of um, fun stuff coming up here. Good. And the Couples Code, of course, couples your, code, your, your, your Christian we, Couples Podcast with your husband finally, and two others. Mm-hmm. Yes, re-recorded on nice. Sunday. So hopefully that's going to, uh, our one of the co-hosts has to edit. It's his job. Perfect. So. <laughs> we will put links to these shows too on our show notes. And yeah. you can also find these shows and make sure you follow along and everything. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Couples, couples Code, completely different from this show. This show totally and, different. Uh, Not for children's either. So, you know, Not for children. It's, it's a married, it's a married pet. <laughs> it's a Married people, so just understand yes. that. Uh, I also have the the Deucecast movie show every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's a, basically me and somebody's been doing it for twelve years now. Wow. We're we just recorded ep- we're recording episode five sixty this week. Wow. Um, it's ridiculous. It's just. It's insane. Uh, we have annual Christmas episodes that we always do. They're coming up, and we have some guests mm-hmm. coming on. Of course, Jen was on an episode not too long ago, yep. so that's on Wednesdays as well. And I keep thinking I'm going to get my uh, – my kids got the autism podcast going again. We've got lots of notes and lots yeah, of you things for episodes, and I really need to get that done. But anyway, so thank you guys out there so much. Thanks to our yeah. audience for engaging, for listening. We uh, we always – I always mm-hmm. randomly hear people that say they listen to the podcast, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you listened. That's fantastic. We had – um. I met a girl, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, a girl named Kylene, who was at the the conference I was at, and she found mm-hmm. the conference because of the podcast, because of the podcast. Here, oh, very nice. And anyway, <laughs> so that is Thanksgiving. We are thankful to you, Bob Iger, for stepping back into yeah. this role. And thank you for, for all the cast members. Who and I'm thankful you for you, David Dollar. For oh, well, thank you. All of, for all of the wonderful things that you do for the podcast and for the agency and, and for your Well, there friends. we go. There we go. Of course. Yeah. Jen, Jen and I were like, we're pretty, we're pretty tight. We're, we're, we're buddies. Yeah. And so, and of course, quasi producer Heather, thank you for your work. Um, YouTube stuff, which this show is on YouTube, by the way, we always forget yes, to it mention is. it, but it is on YouTube. You can always go there and see, yep. see Jen's beautiful shining face and see my little big round head here with whatever background I got, which I got Eisner and Iger behind me here with this guy in the middle name is David Williams. And I forget who he, I think he's with make a wish, but I'm not really sure. But my I was going to ask you who that was. I was like, so, I, I thought at first it was Katzenberg. And I'm like, that's not quite Katzenberg. That's, not, Ka- Katzenberg. Katzenberg that's is not Katzenberg. Shorter. But anyway, so that is the podcast folks. And we will see you guys next week for Jen. I am Dave. And Hey, don't forget to thank you're Phoenician. Thank you for listening to the Main Street Electrical Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the MSE Podcast, or visit our website at the MSE Podcast.com. Be sure to subscribe and may all your wishes come true.